Hello and welcome to a brand new Five Heart Podcast live right here on YouTube. It is the night before Thanksgiving and uh, look, Thanksgiving is a holiday that we either love or we hate. It definitely messes with the work week, gives us an extended week, but what we have is it throws off our schedule. So thankfully, John was able to uh, do a live football show last night with Scott Docterman, uh, who covers the uh, Iowa Hawkeyes for The Athletic. And tonight, right here on the Five Heart Podcast, yours truly, Greg Mahochko, joined by the minds behind volleyball that we have covering here at Coordination, and that is Beth and Miley, who were just on about a month ago, the last time, the, a little precursor to when Nebraska faced Wisconsin. My, how... It's it's a little bit of a lather rinse repeat, ladies. As as uh, it's going to be Nebraska Wisconsin again on Black Friday uh, this time in Wisconsin. But first, uh, welcome back to the show. It's great seeing you both. Good to see you too. Yeah, it's good to be on here. Let's talk volleyball. Let us talk volleyball. This is no no shade, no shame. I suppose when I was trying to find a, a clever title for this show. Because John's always yelling at me. I, I did a, a titled an episode of the uh, coronation overreaction with myself and Haas Reuter after a Nebraska loss. And I think it was after the Michigan State game. And John texts me, says, well, you've pretty much just given up on headlines, haven't you? So I tried. All right. Accepting our fate, we're a volleyball state. Uh, part of that is a little bit of the the melancholy that, that comes after couple of uh, consecutive losses on the football side, but really as kind of the, the growing joke and, and more, you know, less on the joke and more on the let's appreciate what we have, a very successful volleyball program. And it trickles down. I saw a tremendous uh, video. I don't know if it was Hale Varsity that put it out or maybe it was uh, the university itself, but it was the effect that this program has on uh, the young ladies, the, 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 uh, female children of the state of Nebraska, who their favorite uh, Husker volleyball player is and why. And it's, it's, if I had daughters, you know, I, I, I'd feel something, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I saw kids trick or treating. They were different Husker volleyball players and um, their names are known. They're, they're, they're their own little celebrities. So it's, I do have daughters and I coach them in volleyball and I use the examples of what the Huskers do to say, do that and play like that. And they won't be able to do all of it, but they set a really good example for what kids can do. Now you mean you don't have any, what, what, what age do you coach? They're fifth graders. Okay, so you don't have any 10, 11-year-old little Lana, Lana Cho boys going into the second row of the stands, making some tremendous sports I don't encourage that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I talk about side-to-side movement, and I use Harper Murray. She goes side-to-side on defense just like she does. And watch Letsy Rodriguez as she, you know, follows the ball with her platform. And they're good examples for for learning at whatever level you're at for volleyball. That age of volleyball, just a lot of serving. <laughs> I think I went to a, like a younger volleyball game once and it was just like a serving war. So, yes, L- yes lots of aces and side outs. Yeah. <laughs> well, now let's talk about, and I, I know some of this is, is going to be uh, a rehashing or, or retelling, but what this program has done to elevate the spotlight of the sport since uh, Volleyball Day at Nebraska. You know, 92,003 there at Memorial Stadium, 
to fast forward a few months. They're putting you know record ratings for the sport. Uh, they're uh, what what they did with you know playing at Memorial Stadium. Then we see Iowa women's basketball playing at Kinnick Stadium. Uh, trendsetters. They're ta- they were, have been talking about doing Oklahoma uh, softball there in Norman uh, at, at um, Sooner Field or whatever the hell it's called there. But you know, you fast forward and then you see Nebraska volleyball number one in the Sports Center top ten. Everything that John Cook and, and this group has done has just elevated the profile of volleyball. Yeah, one of their mottos, Coach Cook says it all the time, is to dream big. And they talked about that a lot around the Memorial Stadium match. And um, I think once you see somebody do something, you obviously know it's possible. They watched the record be set and they saw 92,000 people and more want to attend that volleyball game. And so other programs can move forward with some amount of confidence. And I think in the documentary that the Big Ten did on Nebraska, they Um, talked a lot about how they didn't have confidence. They had no idea how many people would want to come to this open air volleyball match, but other programs can do it with some confidence knowing there Mm -hmm. is the audience that wants to see this. They want to see um, high level women athletics um, find, find a place to do it. Yeah. It's not even um, the Huskers in the state of Nebraska now, UNO and Creighton both won their conferences too. Mm-hmm. So they will be automatically quali- qualifying for um, the postseason. So that's pretty cool too for the state. It, because uh, um, I know, again, we've been talking about it's right there in the title volleyball state. When you include UNO, you include Creighton, that really brings it all home um, to the quality of volleyball that's played in Nebraska. I like how I, I leave a lot of questions just kind of open-ended. Like, maybe I'll continue a thought. Maybe I'll just wait for somebody to jump in. <clears throat> but um, I'm trying, I, I was going to ask a, an actual question, and wouldn't you know, it, it disappears. So let's let's flip the calendar back about a month. Again, when you all were on right before that Wisconsin match, it went five thrilling sets before Nebraska ended up getting the W. Um what was the moment, and, and Miley, we'll start with you. What's the moment when you're like, oh, Nebraska's got this? Or was it when it was like 15, 13 or when? It- <laughs> I don't know. I don't really think there was a moment. That match came down to that final challenge. I mean, I was never comfortable in that match just because it went either way every set. So, yeah, I think I would watch it with my boyfriend's parents, and they were like, wow, you have a potty mouth. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Cause it's and you get it from like your dad. All games. So I don't know if you know this, Miley. I've been, uh, I've known your dad for years, you know, and, and know about your hockey career uh, oh, through yeah. social media and things like that. So, so yeah, I, I know where that potty mouth originates. Yeah. So. Yeah. It comes from my dad. <laughs> <laughs> your, your, your mom's free and clear. Uh, by the way, Paul uh, Dalen is here. And, and first of all, he said, uh, we are a volleyball school. And then he also in a super chat, uh, through us for 99. Thank you very much, uh, Paul. And uh, you're right. Volleyball school, as we mentioned, kind of volleyball state. Uh, it, it's the trickle down effect. W- and, and it starts with the highest profile program in the state, which is, of course, the uh, Nebraska uh, Cornhuskers, Creighton, UNO, and kind of what we talked about trickling all the way down. It creates that buzz. 
creates that energy that, you know, certainly the football team, no, I'm not here to kick on anybody, but uh, they have lacked that, that buzz. And, and, you know, there are plenty of Cornhusker football fans in, in Nebraska. Nobody's in, in plenty of high school kids who want to put on the end and run out of a, a, you know, in the tunnel walk. But what the volleyball program has done in continuing to generate that, that excitement um, it's, it's very rare. I think Beth. Yeah. And they've, I mean, they've been gone good for a really long time. There's um, decades where Nebraska volleyball has been um, in the national scene, but I, I do think I'll be the first one to admit I've not always been a Nebraska fan. I did not grow up here, but I embrace them with all my heart now. Um, but they've been on the national scene for a long time, but I do think this season is a special one. And I think they've had some mile posts that they've walked through. We've talked about Memorial stadium already. Um, their record is sure impressive. Um, I, I think this is a special season, even on top of all the other really great teams that Nebraska has seen um, through the decades through John Cook's and Terry Pettit's um, coaching careers. So I think we're watching something pretty special this season. And they're just so young. I don't think anyone like expected yeah. this good of a season. I mean, people expected a good season, but maybe not this great of one. So it's really amazing to watch. And especially, you know, not to say that it was uh, planning to be a rebuilding year, but Miley, to your point, the expectation – even even as su- successful as they were last year, they they had some attrition. They lost you know some talent, but when you have as many freshmen who have stepped up, um, now Mary Beeson she came over as a transfer, but not a senior. I don't believe she's mm-hmm. a junior. So, do they have any like full time getting a lot of playing time seniors? They have no what? seniors. That's mm-hmm. right. All they got to do now is make sure that Texas keeps their slimy hands off of them, apparently, yeah. in the offseason. So, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Sorry to to bring up the, the evil keyword here. Um, <laughs> but a- after Wisconsin, you know, and what a one versus two matchup that was. Nebraska, again, Miley, you said it, still undefeated, 27 and 0. Wisconsin, I don't want to say they've slid or anything like that, but they've lost a couple. They've had some injuries as well. Um, but Nebraska continues to hold steady. They they won against Maryland. I mean, they okay, they won against everybody, folks, but I'm going to read you the list in case you haven't. By the way, if you're not following Coronation and uh, Beth's volleyball coverage, you're missing out. I got a message, I think it was when you two were on last time uh, doing the show, and just how I, – I, sorry to – shine the spotlight on you, Beth, but about your coverage, about your knowledge, about everything, just second to none. I don't think anybody covers the sport in the state of Nebraska as well as you. Similar to wrestling with Dylan, uh, we have some of the best riders at Coronation. And unfortunately, because we're not traditional media outlet, traditional journalism, not as many people know about it, but the work that you do ought to be commended. Well, thank you. I enjoy doing it. I think that's why I, you know, you're good at stuff that you enjoy. I really enjoy volleyball and talking about it and writing about it. Thanks. 
And we, we appreciate you having you here. Hello, dog. Uh, so Wisconsin, Maryland, Rutgers, Penn State, Rutgers again, Northwestern, Illinois, uh, Michigan, Iowa, all wins for Nebraska. In that run, they lost one, two, three, four. If you take out Wisconsin, they've lost four sets since the last time they played Wisconsin. So And two of those were against Penn State. And uh, I think one against Illinois – yeah. And, and one against Northwestern. Thank you. Mm-hmm. See, this is why we bring the experts on the show. <laughs> um, it, it, not to say that a dominant run like this hasn't been seen in college volleyball because there have been undefeated teams like this, but from the, the 15, 20,000 foot overview, maybe it's the youth, maybe it's the, yeah, we expect to be good, but maybe we didn't expect to be this good there's something special here and and for nebraska fans maybe their expectation wasn't to be you know thanksgiving weekend and being 27 and 0 yeah you know this weekend when it, the schedule came out to see wisconsin and minnesota as the closing regular season matches for nebraska is always exciting because those are top level programs as well Uh, Minnesota was expected to be up in the top tier of the Big Ten, and I would call them kind of bottom of the top tier, however we want to group that together. They're fighting right now to get into the NCAA tournament. They're probably a bubble team. And um, so when you see this on the calendar, you think, oh, this is going to be great. There's going to be so much story behind it. And there is, but you don't expect for the Big Ten championship to be decided before this weekend. This is where it normally gets decided. Um, So that Nebraska has already won that is off the table. That's not part of the flair for this weekend. Um, But when it comes out, you think, okay, here we go. This is going to be the grand finale of it all. And I think it still will in terms of top level, entertaining, impressive volleyball athleticism, um, but there won't likely be any outcome from either of these matches this weekend um, besides some shifting in seeds. No matter who wins them, it will make impacts on the NCAA tournament, whether Minnesota gets in and whether um, uh, Wisconsin is a one seed. Um, volleyball seeds four teams as the number one and then spreads them out to the corners of the bracket. So whether or not Wisconsin gets one of the four one seeds probably depends on if they can beat um, Iowa and Nebraska this weekend. But um, other than that, you know, the, the Big Ten has decided. Nebraska won it. Boom. It As I was prepping the article, and I know so little, uh, so again, thank you both for your patience with me. But I know, obviously, Wisconsin, tough. They were number one when we met them a, a month ago. And Minnesota, I just know that they have a, a very strong – historically you know historically strong program as well so with the expectation they had of being you know top of the table so to speak um i just anticipate that friday afternoon saturday night nebraska's in for some dog fights uh and we don't we, we hope but we can't really know how any of those matches are going to go miley yeah that minute we're going to get minnesota's best for sure since they're playing for a spot in postseason, so we're definitely going to get their best. And Wisconsin, Wisconsin wants revenge 
for that loss. So we're yeah. 100%, 110% going to get Wisconsin's best no matter what. Um, yeah. And and I definitely feel, again, kind of going back to how their first meeting ended on the challenge mm-hmm. that yeah. they're going to come out, you know, they're going to be at home. There, there's going to be a sizable chip on their shoulder and they're oh, yeah. they're They might have, you know, um, not me, not so much upset minded, but, you know, one on a technicality, one on, you know, however they're being coached up uh, in their locker room. I, I definitely feel like they're they're going to come out with a little extra uh, juice, as, as some would say. Yeah, they're definitely probably still a little mad over how Nebraska won that match. So they're definitely going to come out swinging. <laughs> I think um, they would say, too, they, they probably didn't have their best match against Nebraska, which is the point. The other team, which is also very good, is trying to not let you have your best match. So they didn't have their best, best match because Nebraska impacted them. But, um, you know, Wisconsin is – a very good serving team. They ace people regularly. That's one of their strengths. And they had zero aces against Nebraska in the last match. So that will be a point of emphasis for them throughout the practice week and coming into Friday. Um, they will want to earn five aces. You know, they'll put right. a number on the board. They'll want to um, have some impact with their serving. So um, I think Wisconsin would reflect on their own match and say, we didn't have our best match that game. And part of it was because of what Nebraska did, but part of it was they didn't have a great match serving wise, or a couple of their attackers just didn't perform in the way that they probably can. But I feel like, you know, if memory serves me and I watched that match uh, last month, the way that they defended the ball and the Mm -hmm. number of blocks, you know, that's, what gave them the advantage and correct me if I'm wrong, the second and third sets uh, that they were really, you know, shutting down Nebraska's attack. Uh, that's something that, you know, Nebraska obviously dealt with made necessary adjustments. I don't know if it's the, uh, I apologize for messing up the terminology, but I don't know if it's that slide attack or, or whatever it was that they were doing. Um, but, you know, coach cook, his staff, the team made the adjustments and they were able to come out and win sets four and five um, again, a month ago. Um, but since then, Nebraska's continued to win. I, I still see, even though with a couple more losses uh, or marks in the loss column there for Wisconsin, they're still, they're still going to bring um, a, a lot of, a lot of um, certainly a lot of difficulty, you know, for, for Nebraska. Uh, a few questions that, that we have here in the comments, Paul asked, uh, uh, will anyone leave? Will Nebraska suffer any attrition in the off season? The only one that I can even remotely think of, maybe Caroline Jervicious. I mean, we haven't seen her at all. I don't know what the status is on her. Don't know if she's redshirting. So I think we're just so deep that she didn't play because John Cook really doesn't redshirt people. So don't know about her. She's the only one that I could really think of, though. Well, to, to that point, again, Sometimes the the chatter fields are great because the, they'll have the discussion and and answer their own questions. So Paul says, "Will anyone leave?" Highlander Gun says, "Where would they go?" And Paul, uh, Miley, to your point, says, "Somewhere they could get some court time." <laughs> yeah, yeah, so definitely it, for her. It's been a very um, stable, I think, rotation for for Coach Cook. Right? I mean, he's he yeah. even even deal, working around some of the injuries that they've had. Um, you know, still able to put a very consistent uh, lineup on the floor. Yeah. 
I mean, the only injury that that's been lingering has been Lindsey Krause, but she's, I think she's really the only one along with Lainey Chilboy that have been injured this season that have missed time. So we've been pretty, it's been pretty nice not seeing a lot of injuries this season, but yeah. Do we have a timetable for Krause's return? Coach Cook talked about her. He talks about her every press press conference because everybody asks. Um, she is is doing some practicing, but then you know having to recover after those practices is an ankle injury. Um, so he keeps saying we'll see. Um, I, I don't I don't think we'll see her this weekend. Um, that would be a strong no. But I think the postseason is a a soft goal. I, I was going to say it seems like you know you've you've got the regular season title buttoned up you know you're going to be in the ncaa tournament why not just you know let her get as as comfortable as healthy as possible save her for um not to say that you know you don't want to not run the table and go undefeated but save her for when you know she can be the most you know help and and least amount of harm to herself as far as you know future injuries yeah you know the way i see that going is just Batenhorst is, is doing a solid job. I think that there is um, area for improvement. Her, you know, kill to um, attempts ratio isn't the greatest. You want her to start getting more kills. So there's a place in there where Krause can be inserted with health and in the tournament that will just boost the team. You know, if, if Batenhorst is hitting zero, Krause comes in and is able to lift us through that match and whatever round um, there's, there's definitely a spot where she'll come in and play a key role. Uh, I've seen Krause um, without a boot on social media. So hopefully that's a little hint, but I don't know. This is why we keep the kids around for things like (laughs) social media. Uh, Justin says from the sounds of it, it's a very close group of ladies. Don't really uh, see anyone leaving. So, yeah. The only reason I see, people leaving is for court time, but right. yeah, they do seem like a very, very close group of girls. So a uh, couple questions here as we uh, move on. So we talked to mention Penn state earlier, Penn state did beat Wisconsin, I believe uh, here a few weeks ago. So Paul uh, says that Penn state might be the number two team in the conference now. And I remember that was when, when Nebraska first joined the big 10, it was Nebraska, Penn state. Those were, you know, the big in-conference games that you know everybody kind of marked on their calendar or on their schedule every year so um penn state Beth, would you say they've been down or would you just say that they've been the victim of of just not being as good as some of the others which is weird like they haven't been worse it's just other teams have have maybe surpassed them a little bit yeah they i think they've had some really good seasons it's hard to follow the run they had of four national champions and zero six zero five I'll, I'll get the years wrong um i think you know russ rose was at the helm of their program for so long and i think he did excellent up till the day he left the practice but i think he also like coach cook had to learn how to use the portal and mm-hmm. how to use transfers or how to do recruiting and um where some of the other coaches didn't have to learn or change their system as much. Uh, Russ Rose definitely had a system. 
he got those players in. They were from the Midwest. They ran the program like that. Um, so to make those adjustments is, I think, always something. Um, Penn State is a great program to talk about, especially as we lead up to the Wisconsin match, because we all watched, I hope we all watched the Penn State-Nebraska match at Penn State. And that was a phenomenal comeback that Nebraska had. Down two sets in a intense atmosphere, fans halfway on the court, you know, the student section was dressed up for Halloween and running out to the court's edge, the, the actual edge of the court, past the line judge sometimes. Mm -hmm. I was I was yelling at the TV. Um, <laughs> and Nebraska came back and won that in the reverse sweep. And then a couple weeks later, a week later, Wisconsin goes in there and faces a very similar atmosphere and they lose in four sets. And I felt like those were really comparable. Of course, we can just compare the teams head to head in a couple of nights, but um, handling adversity, working through problems, uh, just some impressive things that the Nebraska squad was able to handle, um, similar to the blocking that they faced when they played Wisconsin last time to get blocked 12 times in a single set is really hard to do. Like you right. couldn't do it if you tried and Nebraska did it. They got blocked 12 times and then they rebounded from that and, you know, won the match. So I think working through those adverse situations is such a strength for this Nebraska squad. And um, I think I just say, I continue to bet on them because they handle those tough situations and figure it out and, you know, gut it out. And, you know, in set five, the last time they played Wisconsin, they hit 545. They hit five, over 500. It, the final set matches on the line. That that's, that's showing up to the game. You know, the lights are on and you perform. So. I, I want to, something you mentioned there kind of at the S when we talked about Russ Rose, and you said, you know, the transfer portal, he's getting some uh, players from the Midwest and, and their, you know, how they play. Is, is there, are there regional hmm. philosophical differences in, in volleyball? You know, like in football, we, we got, you know, spread offense and, and, you know, pro style, et cetera. But are, are there, is East Coast volleyball, I mean, I know the goal is the same, much like football, but do they have different coaching philosophies or different, different, uh, you know, help me out. What am I trying to say? Yeah. So oftentimes um, it's much less uh, dichotomous than it used to be, right? Like they're spread out coaches, coach, but in the history of volleyball, like California volleyball would have been just a higher set. Um, whereas the Midwest, something like a Penn state or a, you know, some of the clubs in the Midwest would just run a really fast offense. You'd see speed coming out of the setters hands. Um and, you know, maybe some of the more um, South was just like defense. Those were some of the things that you, you'd see really scrappy defense. Um, I didn't follow Texas volleyball when I was younger. So, again, why are we talking about Texas on this podcast? But, um, <laughs> yeah, so I think the offensive systems would be varied. It's not so much true anymore. I mean, a California club high school team is running a fast offense, too. Mm -hmm. But that's the way it would have been historically. And so, yeah, Russ Rose wasn't recruiting kids from California. I mean, look through his player list. I can't remember a player from California that played for him. But now, like you said, it's just more a melting pot of all the styles and, and, and the ability to adapt based on the situation, it would seem. 
Yeah. And, you know, I think the, like the word adapting is so important for the match on Friday. I think that there's going to be like round one, round two, coaches are adapting, players must adapt. Um, there's got to be like the first few shots and then adapt to those and come back. And that's what we saw in the last match, right? That blocking effort by Wisconsin, that was an effort. That was what they did to change the course of the match for them. But Nebraska bounced back from it. So that's the part that makes it so exciting is mm -hmm. that it really looked like Wisconsin was going to win after the sets two and three, but the momentum changed. And so you just didn't know there wasn't this swing that never came back. Um, so I hope it's, I hope it's half as good as it was last time, or maybe twice as good, whatever, just be good. And I know it's, it's tough to, uh, judge when a team is undefeated Miley I'll kick this one to you in your observation is this a Nebraska team that I mean I they don't they're they've just won let me try this again they're just as successful on the road than at home but do you feel like it's a team that that thrives in some in those Penn State types of atmospheres where uh uh you know there's a lot of pressure there's a lot of fan noise crowd noise it's really right on top of them yeah, um, I think they've had trouble in the past during this season adapting to it, especially at Purdue, Penn State. I mean, you you saw us go down two sets to zero at Penn State, and they I think they adapted late, but they still won. So I think they'll have a little bit of trouble on the road just because, I mean, that seems to be what's been going on this season with them. But I think that they'll figure it out pretty quick. Maybe a, a slow start, but yeah. you know, uh, what as long as the outcome is what we Nebraska fans wanted to be at the end, we don't care. You know, you can start yeah. out o two, just don't start out o three. I think is is the the mantra. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm hoping we don't have uh, two service errors in a row like they did at Penn State. So <laughs> that that can crush. Um, you know that quite a bit of your attack as in regards to Friday afternoon's uh, match uh, against Wisconsin, Paul Dalen wants to know what is Smrek's status? We sh we'll see her on the court. Yeah. They played Indiana in their last match and Schmeck played. She had 10 kills. And so Schmeck should be in the match. She's their six, nine. They run a complex offense, those Badgers. Um, so she's a middle and a right side in their offense and um, she'll play. And, you know, the two matches that they lost most recently to Purdue and Penn State, she did not play. So um, that made a real difference for them and um, changed. Not It didn't just change, like they didn't swap her player for player. They're, they moved around a lot of players to make um, their offense work. And so um, I think they're, they're glad to be back at their full strength with her. Um, she's not only six nine. She's um, she's a, a dynamic player. She moves well. Um, she's not their best blocker, but she's a very good blocker. Um, she contributed to the thirty six blocks they had against us last time. Yeah, well, thirty. I mean, everybody contributed. I feel like to the thirty six <laughs> blocks that they had against us a month ago. Uh, keep talking about Wisconsin. Obviously, Minnesota is right after them, but Wisconsin's the the, the big one of the weekend. Uh, Paul says that you know he feels and and agree or or argue against if necessary Wisconsin being a legit Final Four team. I would agree. 
We're a very strong team. I mean, uh, I, I would be – it would be weird to not see Wisconsin in the Final Four, I think. So, I'm, unless I, there's a huge upset, I think they'll definitely be there. And, you know, they were neck and neck with Nebraska. So if mm-hmm. we don't think Wisconsin's a Final Four team, then what do we think of Nebraska, right? right. I mean, the yeah. match between Nebraska and Wisconsin was decided by points, by hairs, slivers. And so I think they're both validating each other. They were the one and the two at the time. Right now, Wisconsin's ranked number five. Um, I don't think that's what they really are, but at mm-hmm. this time of the year, things start to shuffle and their two losses were not at the greatest time for them. That, that might cost them a one seed, a corner to themselves, but yes, to answer straight, they are a legit final four team. I, you know, I think Nebraska and Wisconsin should be set to meet late in the tournament should really be the final match until somebody proves otherwise. I Stanford looks okay. They, they look really good, but I don't think they look better than either Nebraska or Wisconsin. And how, how much of a, we got another important Wisconsin question here, which I think we touched on, but uh, since you mentioned Stanford, how, how much of a, boost to Nebraska's confidence is it since they've they beat Stanford on the road and again you know Wisconsin at home with another you know a return match uh, later this week some of the premier programs in the country Nebraska has already checked them off the list so to speak yeah I yes I think that is good and I hope it builds their confidence um I hear coach Cook say it and I I think it really speaks well as the game has no memory You know, and that's I know he and the team are talking about that in the locker room and they're just saying the game doesn't know who's supposed to win. So you got to go out there and prove it. And that's the mentality you have to have as a player. Right. You can't go out there and say, well, we're number one. That is not (laughs) going to work. And so I I do think it builds confidence. I also think these players seem to just have confidence. Nothing really has to give them confidence. They've gained their confidence through their work, their time, their experience. Um, But it does, it does help to know we've beaten Stanford. It was a long time ago. Now Um, they've made improvements and changes. They were missing a key outside hitter when we beat them. Um, But yes, we beat them. They shouldn't even get in the tournament. That's it. They're out. (laughs) I like it. And in fact, every team that Nebraska has beaten just no. Not not worthy of this. Not worthy of this year's uh, tournament. Um, it, you mentioned you know that having a short. The game has no memory. Uh, I think back to uh, one of my favorite shows uh, of recent, but it might be on the all time list. Ted Lasso, where they're talking about uh, the the fit, the animal that has uh, the shortest memory is a goldfish. You know, and I'm sure on the lose if you're on the losing side of things, you you be a goldfish. You know, eight second memory and move on. Uh, so Connor, and this is kind of the question. I think we addressed a little bit, but Connor says, uh, how will Wisconsin's current slump affect the match? They they were slumping because they didn't have Smrek. Smrek. She was back for the Indiana match. So would you think, would you consider, Miley, maybe the slump busted? Yeah, I think having Smrek back is really going to boost their confidence. Um, yeah, I definitely think their slump was because she was gone. So I I think they'll look to kick that slump against us which don't want to lose to them. So hopefully, hopefully they stay in that slump. (laughs) That'd be nice. 
Although it, it's a feather in, in Nebraska's cap if they beat them at their best again, you know. And I don't think I, I don't think there's any writer, pundit, etc. going back a month ago who would say that we didn't get Wisconsin's very best. I believe we did, and on a challenge, reverse call, whatever, it doesn't matter. That game was always there. That day was always going to be close, and Nebraska made the necessary adjustments to, uh, especially in the fourth and fifth sets, to come out and and give victory because it wasn't always looking good until the end, in my opinion. So again, I'm 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 a novice. I, I don't know anything. So um, we have here we go. This is ooh, this is scheme. Beth, I'm gonna throw this to you. Justin says, do you think Wisconsin will run a two-seater offense again or change it up to give Nebraska a different look? I'm going to change seater to setter because I think that's what we want to talk about. Two-setter offense. Is that right, Justin? Okay. This is why I I just read the comments. (laughs) If it's a two-seater, I think we're talking about some sort of car. Um, Okay, yeah. So Wisconsin will run their two-setter offense. Um, So they do this for two reasons. Both of their setters are – Oh, slightly undersized. Not really. Um, MJ Hamill is their senior setter. She's six two, and um, Izzy Ashburn's a senior too. She's five eleven. So is Izzy's too short to? Yes, thank you, Justin. <laughs> is um, she's shorter than what you want in the front row? A five eleven blocker is a a target for the hitters. But they also run this setter offense because they can get more hitters in the match and they have enough really good hitters that they want them all in the match. The two setters allows them to run that different offense that I was talking about early. It allows Schmack to run in the middle and on the right side. Um, they have they have really three hitters that they move around. Carter Booth is a 6'8 middle. She transferred from Minnesota last year. Um, and then Devin Robinson, those three circle around the middle blocker position and the right side position. And it just, it gives their offense lots of different looks. It can confuse blockers. You think you're going to block one player and then she's on the right side and a different player is in the middle. So I think we'll see both setters. And then that means we'll see all those hitters, which forces your defense to prepare for all those hitters. You're going to see six hitters um, and different hitters. You know, if you prepare for Merritt Beeson, you're going to see Merritt Beeson. She's going to play, you know, right side for five rotations, left side for one rotation, and she's going to hit out of the back row. She's a really good hitter, but you know what she's going to do. Wisconsin can run Schmreck in the middle twice and then her on the right side. Um, they'll move people around to force you to play better defense. We have a, a line of, of comments here that I've got it. You got to uh, indulge me uh, as I, as I burn through them all here. So Paul says with Smrek, Nebraska, Wisconsin are, I believe the best two in the country full stop. Uh, and also noted that we are the only team to beat uh, Wisconsin uh, when they had a healthy Smrek and, then Highlander Gun says Paul Dalen is carrying the chat room tonight, and that everybody else is slumping. So, um, for for I don't know if you ladies watch the show when you're not on the show. Uh, if you don't, I get it. I don't either. Um, but uh, except for the last time y'all were on, because I was in the chat room uh, heckling John. Um, but Paul's in here just about every week asking about volleyball. So 
super fan, super smart, and uh, uh, just wanted you know Highlander Gun is a, a, appreciating Paul's input on the show tonight. So good job, Paul. <laughs> um, it obviously Wisconsin is the focus because it's always you know uh, win the day. Minnesota, you know we we've got to go. I, I've seen some of the you know televised matches, Nebraska, Minnesota. It's I feel like their arena, their I don't want to call it a gym, but it, it's got a different feel to it. It, it, it. Is my memory off, or or what? What's different about that Minnesota experience? This might be Miley. I, I feel like their hockey court or hockey arena is right next door, so you have like glass panes that overlook one side of the arena. Um, but you see people up there every once in a while. There's some sort of other court. I've never gotten to watch a match there, but John has. Um, and it's pretty tight in. Um, so uh, I don't know that it's any uh, harder to play in. But, it, yeah, it's definitely different than, you know, Purdue's got those massive stands right behind the end line that you're serving into. And um, at least one side of Wisconsin's is a bank of windows. Or, sorry, one side of Minnesota's. James says they play on a cheese court. I don't know. The- That's Wisconsin. I'm Minnesota. <laughs> I think if I, so this uh, quick Google image search, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, they play at like land of Lake Lando lakes arena or something. I mean, there's some sponsor. There's some tie between Minnesota volleyball and Lando lakes. Oh, hmm. I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah, Good look, pregame the, meals. <laughs> look at look at look at me bringing the knowledge on the volleyball show. Nobody would have ever expected that in a million years. Um, so with with Minnesota again, that's the end of the regular season. What what can Nebraska expect when they go on the road? Continue their little uh, regular season end of the regular season road trip uh, when they head up to uh, Minneapolis. I think they're going to, they're, like I said, they're going to get Minnesota's best since Minnesota's on the cusp. Um, They should expect Minnesota to come out super strong. I mean, they need to. Minnesota needs a win. So Nebraska will just need to be ready. I mean, if they remain undefeated against Wisconsin, and I hope they do, um, Nebraska will be looking to um, finish the season undefeated against Minnesota, but Minnesota will be looking to break that. So it, that, I think that will be a very good game as well, and it will be very tough um, coming off of a match against Wisconsin as well since that will take everything in them. Paul Dalen has a question. Didn't know if you would uh, expect that. Can the experts comment on what happened with Iowa on Sunday? They should not have pushed Nebraska as hard as they did. I don't have Big Ten Plus, so (laughs) I was able to watch it. (laughs) Yeah, I I think, you know, like Miley was saying, everyone's going to give the number one team, the undefeated team, their best shot. And Iowa played very well. um, And so that pushed Nebraska. um, And Coach Cook commented on this afterwards. This is like the dynamic that it's hard to feel or see. Um, He said, you know, because this was the night we were – we could clinch the championship that was heavier than he expected. He, he said that in the post game, that the um, idea that this was it, that after um, Wisconsin had lost another, this, this could be the clinching moment weighed on the players. And he felt that. 
Um, so I think that had something to do with it too. Um, I, I don't think there is a, I don't see the slow start. I don't see kind of any fundamental flaws that Nebraska really needs to address before they get into elimination play. I think there was a couple factors in that Iowa match, the best shot by a, an okay Iowa team and um, some outside pressures that the young players were dealing with maybe for the first time. And I mean, I hesitate to say this out loud because I don't want, I don't want hate mail, but um, the undefeated season is a great accomplishment, but a national championship, in my opinion, is far better. So if the weight of an undefeated season is weighing on anybody, and I'm sure they're not talking about this in the locker rooms, um, but then I, I, I would rather a loss. And that loss, I mean, here's how I think about it. If our team gets so fired up and plays set five like they did against Wisconsin after just losing two sets, can you imagine how fired up they would be if they lost a match? Can you imagine the anger that Harper Murray mm-hmm. would take out on the ball if she lost a match? So if 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 a fire will lead them into the NCAA championship, um, if if a you know lost to Wisconsin does that. And that's, like I said, the team's not talking about that, so we don't need to talk about that. They're going to focus on getting better. They're going to focus on thumping their serves. They're going to focus on hitting around the block. But I um, I don't, I won't cry myself to sleep on Friday if we have a loss. I will say, I hope they're pissed. I hope they hate the way they feel right now and they focus in because now they have a match against Minnesota plus six more in the NCAA tournament to be mad and right. to win mad. And, and, and that's it, uh, oh, go ahead. Mine, I'm sorry. Um, it would be great to beat Wisconsin, but I think if we do take a loss against Wisconsin, it will be fine. It, we will survive because I don't think it'll have any effect on us going into tournament seeding. We're still going to be a number one seed. So taking a loss right now, you know, we don't want to, but it, we can. So that's sort of how I look at it. Well, I, I want to piggyback on what Bully is saying. Uh, the, you've wrapped up the regular season, you know, Big Ten championship. <laughs> I'm going to die. No, I won't. Um, you don't need to win. Like uh, the, the undefeated regular season is is the parsley. It's the garnish. Uh, the winning, the, the natty. Is the the nice twenty two ounce ribeye that that you know is, is just just about medium well? I'm sorry, no, well, gosh, not medium well, medium rare. Sorry, sorry, all you steak purists out there, um, I misspoke. Uh, but that's that's what the team's after. That's the goal. Uh, whether they you know f- kind of fell into it uh, bass backwards with with no expectation of winning the national championship. Hell, maybe it was John Cook's goal. You know, I, I mean, not to say the goal is not to win, but you know, maybe he saw the the off season workouts and said, "We got something here." You know, maybe, maybe by the time Nebraska or a volleyball day in Nebraska rolled around, he said, "This this team could contend. This team could potentially go all the way." I wasn't in the locker room. They don't let me in women's locker rooms. That's not any 
in, inappropriate thing. It, I so God. <laughs> anyway, um, sorry. <laughs> Paul has a, a question. <laughs> Would any fall out of number one with a loss? That's a great question, Paul. You take it away. <laughs> no, I don't think they will. I think I think they have the number one seed down. Um, They've just had an amazing season. They have wins to show for it. So I, I don't think that they'll, they'll fall out of number one. There's no, no I think To Wisconsin, no. If they lose to Minnesota, I think Stanford flips to number one. Yeah. yeah. And I think Minnesota gets in the tournament if they beat Nebraska. Don't mind me. I'm, I'm trying to find a pen that works. Uh, so... I want to bring you two ladies up to speed. I think it was the show before you two were on the last time around. Uh, John and I kind of made a deal with the viewers. Uh, someone in the comments made a Young Guns reference, the movie starring Kiefer Sutherland, Emilio Estevez, Charlie Sheen, Lou, ba- Lou Diamond Phillips, Miley. Raise your hand when any of these names sound familiar. Um, oh, no, I know some of the names. I've never seen the movie. <laughs> okay. Well, John says that he hated the movie before he died and had the brain injury, but he also used to love peanut butter. And then after he died and had the brain injury, he hates peanut butter. So I think maybe things reversed. And I challenged the Chatterfields. I said, if we can raise like a hundred bucks, we'll do it for charity, you know, through the super chats, uh, then we'll find a way to stream. We'll do a little watch along of young guns with John, make him watch it right away. We got a $99, 99 cent donation from someone who floated in, made the donation and we haven't seen them since their name is Marcus. We don't know what happened, but what we always do about this time in the show is we say, Hey, if you want to donate to the cause, the cause is end up going to end up being team Jack foundation. Give us a little super chat of whatever amount and put in for the young guns or for team Jack. And we keep track. And John has, an old childhood friend named Monica, who's been doing a lot of artwork for us on, on the podcast and on YouTube. And uh, one of our dedicated Chatterfields last week said, could, could we get John on the poster of Young Guns? And we have, John's not here to see this. So this is like a, a, a world premiere, but we have the that what that would look like if John was in the Young Guns, which if he was, you wouldn't be able to call it the Young Guns anymore. But here's Monica. Thank you so much for your dedicated work. <laughs> he gets right in. He looks great. <laughs> we and and to, to Monica's credit, she even made him as tall as Charlie Sheen, um, which was important for me. So for everybody who's see Highlander Gun appreciates it. Um, everybody who's anxious to watch Young Guns with us. Uh, this may be the the image that accompanies. Uh, but again, if you want to make a, a donation to the cause to Team Jack through uh, Coronation or through the Five Heart Podcast, now's the time to, to throw a few shekels there uh, as a super chat. Um, everybody's a, a very appreciative of, of Monica's great artwork here. And while they're enjoying that and, and reaching deep into their pockets, a few comments from way back. Uh, that I want to share with you all. Uh, let's see. This one I didn't understand the context, but I wasn't paying attention. So, Miley, you have 
a a team flag or banner behind you. Yeah. And Connor just said, "Go Celtics." Yeah. So um, I didn't know you were a Celtics fan, or maybe it's just wall decoration. That's actually my boyfriend, and he likes the Celtics, so that's why he said that. <laughs> okay. Oh, yep. okay. So, oh, so that wait, Connor's your boyfriend? Yep. <laughs> Doesn't that seem just a little weird that he's commenting on? The, is he in the room with you? I feel like he's in the room with you. No, he's playing video games in another room. Mm-hmm, but also yeah. commenting on the stream. So, yep. Is he really playing video games? Like, how do you know? It's very supportive of him. It's yeah. Crazy. We appreciate the viewership. Uh, let's see. Paul has another question uh, for the experts: Who gets the All Conference and All American nods? That is the toughest question. Uh, uh, Merit Eason. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Gosh, that is a really hard question. Um, I, Lexi Rodriguez would be, you know, if, we, if you rank order, you know, however, but they try to make the All American team somewhat even as far as positions. Um, I think Merritt and Lexi are first team. It depends on how, yeah. Um, Harper and Bergen and maybe one of the middles are second team and then the other middle is third team. So Becca Alec would probably be second team and Andy Jackson third team. That's what I was thinking, yeah. I don't think either of the other outside hitters for us will – they won't have the stats to be able, you know, they have to meet a minimum of little Krause won't have enough playing time to earn all American anyway. So, Ooh, that is a hard question though. I think Harper Murray is on right on the edge of being first team. Um, but I think some of the inconsistencies, some of the matches where she's been up and down will, you know, put her to the second team, but yeah, Merritt and Lexi would be, First team. Miley, I'll let you read this comment. <laughs> Young guns could apply to the volleyball team too. Hashtag team Jack. Thank you, James Boardman for the $10 super chat towards the, uh, uh, the donation towards the movie night. The, the five heart movie night would be a lot of fun when we're into an off season, but it's tough to have an off season when you go volley- volleyball, football into basketball, into baseball and softball. So we will, We'll do it. That's our our pledge because you all have been so great uh, to us. Now, Connor says that Miley, you blew his cover, <laughs> but I'm confused. I feel like he's he needs to decide if he's a Dallas fan or a Boston fan. So yeah, he he, should... he just got that from his dad. His dad likes Dallas and Boston. So, and then we like the Pittsburgh Penguins for hockey. So we're we're all over the map right now. <laughs> I'm not judging. I'm just <laughs> questioning my life choices. <laughs> Justin says, Friday, Nebraska has a chance to go bowling, reach a Final Four in soccer, and sweep Wisconsin in volleyball all in one day. Go Big Red. Yeah, I think that soccer is pretty cool. I I mean, I knew soccer was good this year, but I didn't know that they were that good. <laughs> what What's going to happen? Are, you, are y'all going to be mad when somebody says, uh, we're a soccer state? I don't know if anyone would say that to be honest. <laughs> wow. Is that just because of the, the number of people who actually go out and watch the soccer? Yeah, I think soccer gets a little boring. <laughs> and I I'll used to you, play I used to play soccer too, so <laughs> one of my favorite things about watching soccer or you know, 
football, depending on what part of the world you're in, is a lot less commercials. Give me, give me, yeah. if if I could have American football with the number of commercials in European football, I I'd be okay. And the games wouldn't last three and a half hours with a lot mm-hmm. of fluff. So, um, all right, as we wrap wrap things up here, uh, they would say it in Dutch. They would say what in Dutch, Paul? That one doesn't make any sense. All conference? I don't uh, Oh, here we go. Oh, vote, vote, vote ball. I, are you, are any of you speak Dutch? Okay. Yep. So we're 0 for 3 on probably pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> um, excellent. So any final thoughts as we head to the weekend? And, and you know, obviously volleyball, a uh, couple of big ones. Friday afternoon, Saturday night. Um, I'm sure there's television space for both of those matches, right? They're both on BTN. Yeah, yeah BTN and Fox Sports. So, yep, you hopefully get to watch them both. Clear your calendar, 3 o'clock on Friday and 8 o'clock on I'm losing it. Saturday, Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. Saturday for Minnesota. Yeah, I think, you know, for all the stuff we talked about tonight, Nebraska is going to try to get better on these matches. They're going to try to, you know, improve uh, one point, improve 5%. Um, They they just have to keep getting better, and that little bit better will separate them from each opponent they play after that. And so for all the stuff we talk about and him and Ha about, all they're going to do is try to serve that, that girl right in the chest and earn an ace, try to reach the hands over the net and grab that ball and block it. And, and this highly competitive team, it's such a fun team to watch because they compete. They just, they just want to win. Beth, I'm glad you used the phrase a little bit better because over on coordination overreaction, Haas and I use the term incremental improvement in regards mm-hmm. to football and we haven't really seen it a ton. So hopefully with the wording of a little bit better, uh, you know, we'll we'll see the volleyball team continue to do what they've done all season long. Um, I, I I don't regret saying this. I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this. Uh, I'm not going to be able to watch volleyball on Friday because I'll be in a vehicle going to my in-laws. And I'd much rather be at home watching volleyball, if you know what I mean. Yeah, like, so, I feel like you should do something about that. Yeah, I don't get a choice in these matters. You, you, you're a married woman. You should know how that works. Well, I'll be watching volleyball. That's how I that know works. <laughs> because you're in charge, right? He's watching volleyball too. Well, yeah, but oh, I hear you. I'll be rushing from Memorial Stadium to get somewhere to watch the match. So, well, if if Nebraska wins on, at Memorial Stadium, you can rush onto the field. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know if I want to do that. Being that close to people, ooh, I don't know. Hmm? Rushing the field? Yeah. I don't know. You know, and then, I mean, I, I let John says you can't tear down goalposts anymore because they're in there too securely, but I feel like, you know, rush the field after Nebraska wins, gets bowl eligible for the first time since the Obama administration. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it, it'd be fun. All right, Miley, lead the charge. Oh, okay. That, that's the from, only thing. From, <laughs> hmm? from row 90. <laughs> it'd be a very long charge. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be a charge nonetheless. Uh, 
Connor says uh, they're going to, or he's going to rush the field. Uh, Paul he's been says, saying that for the past few weeks. So, see, it, all it takes is one, and and one yeah. from one become many. Paul says, "Act like you've been there." Uh, there are a lot of people who haven't been there. This is a whole team of football players who haven't been there uh, yeah. to a bowl game. So, um, Justin says, "I'm looking a little pale." <laughs> I think you're right. I better stay home. I don't know how I'm going to get away with going to my parents tomorrow or not. Anyway, uh, that'll be it, I think, for this episode. Uh, usually we do predictions, but we're all just predicting Nebraska victories because uh, there's no fun in predicting Nebraska losses. Right, ladies? Never. Nope. Never. So get to a, a TV, or at least I can probably listen on the radio or, or through the Husker app uh, on, in the vehicle. So support uh, volleyball. Remember, the more you watch them, I mean, we've seen uh, a lot of positive ratings uh, for volleyball viewership. So if you want to see more volleyball, then you have to watch more volleyball when it's available. So uh, check out Nebraska 3 o'clock against Wisconsin on Friday, 8 o'clock against Minnesota on Saturday night. Uh, Go Big Red. And as we like to say here, or at least I like to say, and John likes to mess up, uh, we appreciate everybody joining in tomorrow's Thanksgiving. So make sure it's a very happy Thanksgiving. Be safe if you have to travel, eat too much turkey, and then regret it later. But as always, uh, we remind you here that five heart is all the heart you need. Uh, Beth, we'll throw it to you. Go Big Red. Miley. Go Big Red. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, nice touch. <laughs>